Good morning. Welcome to Bethlehem Lutheran Church, where God has called and gathered us here this day to receive his gifts through his word and his sacrament. The Spirit of the Lord fills the world. Hallelujah. The righteous shall be glad. They shall exult before God. They shall be jubilant with joy. Hallelujah. God shall arise. His enemies shall be scattered. And those who hate him shall flee before him. Sing to God. Sing praises to his name. Exult before him. The Lord gives the word. Behold, he sends out his voice, his mighty voice. Awesome is God from his sanctuary, the God of Israel. He is the one who gives power and strength to his people. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. The Spirit of the Lord fills the world. Hallelujah! The righteous shall be glad. They shall exult before God. They shall be jubilant with joy. Alleluia. The Old Testament reading for the day of Pentecost is from Genesis chapter 11. Now the whole earth had one language and the same words. And as people migrated from the east, they found a plain in the land of Shinar and settled there. And they said to one another, Come, let us make bricks and burn them thoroughly. And they had brick for stone and bitumen for mortar. And let us make a name for ourselves, lest we be dispersed over the face of the whole earth. And the Lord came down to see the city and the tower which the children of men had built. And the Lord said, Behold, they are one people, and they have all one language. And this is only the beginning of what they will do. And nothing that they propose to do will now be impossible for them. Come, let us go down and there confuse their language so that they may not understand one another's speech. So the Lord dispersed them from there over the face of all the earth, and they left off building the city. Therefore its name was called Babel, because there the Lord confused the language of all the earth, and from there the Lord dispersed them over the face of all the earth. This is the word of the Lord. When the day of Pentecost arrived, they were all together in one place, and suddenly there came from heaven a sound, like a mighty rushing wind, and it filled the entire house where they were sitting, and divided tongues as a fire appeared to them, and rested on each one of them. And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit, and began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. Now there were dwelling in Jerusalem Jews, devout men from every nation under heaven. And at this sound, the multitude came together, and they were bewildered, because each one was hearing them speak in his own language. And they were amazed and astonished, saying, Are not all these who are speaking Galileans? And how is it that we hear each of us in his own native language? Judea and Cappadocia, Pontus and Asia, Phrygia and Pamphylia, Egypt and the parts of Libya belonging to Cyrus, and visitors from Rome, both Jews and proselytes, Cretans and Arabians, we hear them telling in our own tongues the mighty works of God. And all were amazed and perplexed, saying to one another, What does this mean? But others, mocking, said, They are filled with new wine. But Peter, 
standing with the eleven, lifted up his voice and addressed her, Men of Judea and all who dwell in Jerusalem, let this be known to you, and give ear to my words. For these men are not drunk, as you suppose, since it is only it shall be, God declares, that I will pour out my spirit on all flesh, and your sons and your daughters shall prophesy, and your young men shall see visions, and your old men shall dream dreams, even on my male servants and female servants. In those days I will pour out my spirit, and they shall prophesy. And I will show you wonders in the heavens above, and signs on the earth below, blood and fire and vapors of smoke. The sun shall be turned to darkness, and the moon to blood, before the day of the Lord comes, the great and magnificent day. And it shall come to pass. This is the word of the Lord. The Holy Gospel according to St. John, the 14th chapter. Glory to you, O Lord. Jesus answered him, If anyone loves me, he will keep my word, and my Father will love him, and we will come to him and make our home with him. Whoever does not love me does not keep my words, and the word that you hear is not mine, but the Father's who sent me. He will teach you all things, and bring to your remembrance all that I have said to you. Peace I leave with you, my peace I give you. Not as the world gives do I give to you. Let not your hearts be troubled, neither let them be afraid. You heard me say to you, I am going away, and I will come to you. If you love me, you would have rejoiced, because I am going to the Father, for the Father is greater than I. And now I have told you before it takes place, so that when it does take place, you may believe. I will no longer talk much with you, for the ruler of this world has come. He has no claim on me, but I do as the Father has commanded me, so that the world may know that I love the Father. Grace, mercy, and peace to you from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. What is power and strength? I don't know if we think about all that often, what exactly it is when we hear the word power. What actually is it? The ability, or the capability maybe, to do or not do something. So, for instance, the power of sin is the ability to go against the will of God. Whereas the power of God is the ability to follow the will of God. So, when we are talking about power, it's really that you can do something. Or, Occasionally, that you can choose to not do something. It's hard for us to remember that the power of God is stronger than the power of sin. Perhaps this last week in particular that was difficult to see. As it seems like the entire nation decided to exercise the power of sin that had been given. 
And yet the truth is that God has given His power and strength to us. Disciples at Pentecost. And so therefore we must ask the question, what do we do with that power? What do we do with that strength? Listen again one more time, though, to our intro it for today, and hear again about the Lord. The Lord fills the world. Hallelujah. The righteous shall be glad. Hallelujah. They shall exult before God. They shall be jubilant with joy. Hallelujah. God shall arise. His enemies shall be scattered, and those who hate him shall flee before him. Sing to God, sing praises to his name, exult before him. The Lord gives the word, behold, he sends out his voice, his mighty voice. Awesome is God from his sanctuary, the God of Israel. He is the one who gives power and strength to his people. The Spirit of the Lord fills the world, alleluia. The righteous shall be glad, alleluia. They shall exult before God. They shall be jubilant with joy. Who is our God? Our God is in fact the one who gives power and strength to his people. In fact, he gives us the very power and strength that we need. Rather than giving us the power and strength that we do not need, but so frequently desire. For he does not give us the power and strength to sin. And that is not the strength that we need, that's not the power that we need, and yet, unfortunately, it is the power that we have. Because of our sinful nature inside of us, we choose to go against the will of God. We have the power to choose to sin, as we so often desire to do. There are few things that are more damaging to our faith than when we choose to go against that will. Just as there are few things more damaging to our relationships with others than when we choose to get vengeance on people, rather than choose to be patient and allow God to pursue vengeance. We see people rioting, we see people rebelling, we see people destroying things, injuring others, simply because they are angry and they want vengeance. That is not the power and strength that we need. We do not need the power to get revenge. For our Lord has already promised that He shall enact vengeance on all who need. But quite likely that's not something that we're struggling with too much here in Silver Grove. 
perhaps something that we struggle with a little bit more is the truth that we do not need the power to save others. We struggle with it because we desperately want to save others. And on one level, that is a very good desire. We should want other people to be saved. We should want other people to be here with us, hearing the Word of God, in order to ensure that we will be with them in heaven, with God. And that's good to want that. But it's wrong to desire the power to save people who have already, in fact, been saved. Because make no mistake about it, Jesus died on the cross already. And his crucifixion earned the salvation of all people. Which means that we do not need the power to save all people. We do not need to seek out trying to save all of those around us because Christ already did that. Christ already accomplished their salvation. And it's not our job, therefore, to save others. So those are just some examples of the power and strength that we don't need, the power and strength that we don't even have. We don't need to sin, we don't need to seek out vengeance, and we don't need to try and save others. But what power and strength do we need? Well, perhaps first let's examine how we are supposed to relate to others. Because you see, we do have the power and strength and even the right to be peaceful, but also to expect justice. We have the power and strength to love. We, as Christians, have been given the power to be peaceful when no one else is being peaceful. Because we recognize the truth that the war has already been won, that we need not fight for ourselves, that we have a God who has proven his love for us and who has already won the war, which means that we get to live as peaceful. And yet we do also have the right to expect justice, for we recognize the truth that God established the government for that specific purpose, for the specific purpose to establish justice and peace in the world. And we have been blessed to live in a country where we get to expect that justice, where we get to hold our leaders accountable in ways that are peaceful. But perhaps most important of all of those things, is that we as Christians have been given the power and strength to love. To love like no one else in this world can. To love no matter what color your skin is. 
to love no matter whether you're a boy or a girl, to love no matter whether you live here or in Minneapolis or in Africa or China or Russia or wherever. We, as Christians, get to love everyone. We get to care about everyone. And God has given us the strength to do that. He's given us the ability to love no matter what as we live in this world. We are free to use that. We are free to be beacons and reflections of Christ's love in this world in order to prove to everyone the truth that God loves them just as much as he loves us. And that God died on a cross for them just as much as he loves us. Which means that in the end, there is no them or us. There is only us. We are all children of God who are loved by God. We, as Christians, to show that in the world around us. But we've also been given other gifts by God, other power as well. We have been given the power and strength to live, which sometimes is as simple as meaning that we've been given the power to go and find a job, the ability to go out and work in order to ensure that our families can eat and be safe. We have been given the power and strength to do good. Because remember, we did not always have that. There was, in fact, a time when we were only sinners. And we could not choose to follow the will of God. But we were, in fact, dead in our sin. But through the Word, through the baptism, through the Lord's Supper, the Holy Spirit comes inside of us and gives us the ability to actually choose to follow God's will, to strive after the things that he wants us to strive after, and we are free to use that power. And perhaps there is no better example of that than the truth that we have been given the ability to declare the truth to the world. We have been given the power and strength to share the news of what Jesus has done with everyone around us. And that we get to expect that God will work through the Word and work through His sacraments in order to continue bringing people to Himself and that we get to be a part. This is the God that we believe in. This is the God that we trust with all things. Our awesome God, who from his sanctuary gives us his word and sends out his voice, his mighty voice. The one who continues to send out people to speak the word to you. Whether it's people like me standing in a pulpit, or whether it's your parents as you were growing up reading Bible stories to you at night. Or whether it's just 
people in the community sharing the word of God with you. Our Lord will continue to send his voice, will continue to send his word, and will therefore continue to establish his church in this world. This is why we sing to God. This is why we exult to our God, because he has already done this and because he will continue to do this. He will continue to establish his church. He will continue to send his voice among us, continue striving to save all people. Yet at the same time, we do recognize the truth that is spoken of in our entry, that the day will come when God shall arise, when his enemies shall be scattered, and when those who hate him shall, bleed, shall flee before him. But who are these enemies of God? Who are these people who hate him? As hard as it is to hear, sinners are the enemies of God. Sinners hate him. Make no mistake about it. We are still sinners. We do still, on occasion, hate God. Even though we shouldn't. Even though we know we shouldn't. We still will use the power of sin to seek after our own will instead of God's. Thinking that we know better. We will use the power of sin to seek after evil and selfishness rather than seeking after good and love. And since we know that to be true about ourselves, we ought not be overly surprised when it is true of everyone. For we have all sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. We all still, even now, need the forgiveness that Christ earned on the cross. We also, therefore, need to remember, so does everyone else. All sinners were died for on the cross, and therefore all sinners have access to the forgiveness that was earned on the cross. Make no mistake. Though the devil and his demons have great power, Though the world and our own sinful nature have indeed given us the power to go against the will of God, their power is limited. It is great, but it is not great enough. And all the powers of hell and the world and sin couldn't stop God from establishing his church. On Pentecost, the day that we are celebrating today, God used his voice and his word to make the truth known. He used the voice of the apostles in order to make sure that they knew what they had done to the Christ, but also to ensure that they knew that that very same Christ had died for them. And this drove them to ask themselves, what must we do to be saved? 
God used Peter to give them the answer. Repent and be baptized, every one of you. Repent, which simply means to recognize the truth that we are all sinners and that we are in need of salvation, in need of the forgiveness that was earned on the cross. And be baptized. Receive the Holy Spirit. Receive the one who creates faith inside of us. The faith with which we are saved. And even now, he's still doing that today. He is still establishing his church in the very same way. By bringing people to repentance and by giving them the Holy Spirit. By giving them faith through the word and sacrament in order to ensure that they receive the forgiveness that they and we so desperately need. And he will continue doing that, even into the future. Until that last day. That last day when he will arise, and when he will send his enemies and those who hate him, fleeing before him into the lake of fire. On that day, it will be too late. But it is not yet that day. And therefore, that means that sinners can still be saved. That God can still reach out with his word and his sacrament in order to bring as many people to him as possible. Just as he did for us. When he came to us and gave us the power and strength to be able to seek after his will. And we are free to use that power and strength that he has given us, free to use the ability to choose good, free to use the ability to choose love and life, to strive after God's will rather than ours, free to speak the truth to those around us, truth that is needed so desperately in this world. God has given us that power to be free. May we, therefore, continue to use it as he so desires. Now, may the peace which passes all understanding guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus.